Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Everything you just heard there is probably a little bit different than everything you've ever heard come out of the mouth of Russell Wilson. That was on the Dan Patrick Show yesterday. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We're all back as a whole. Bart Scott did a terrific job filling in for Key yesterday. Bart, His hey, comrades didn't do lying. a terrific job, though, Zubin. That's the only problem. <laughs> Technology, man. That's the way it goes. You happy to be back, Key? I didn't go anywhere. No, just, just for a day. Just for yeah, a day. Somebody turn Key's mic on. Yeah, I think you're, you're having a Bart Scott issue, I think. Uh-oh. There you go. No, you're back. Uh, you're back in uh, He's back there. One, two. Microphone check. One, turn my snare up. One, two, three. Microphone check. There right, you are. Thank you. I'm here. So we were here at 5 a.m. We could have done a mic check. This is the last thing we, well, we were talking. We well, no, we were actually, we were fine. We were having conversations with one another, but I guess, you know. All right. So that's uh, not us. It's not talent. <laughs> The people in the back room. All right. So uh, so everything good here? We're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're good. We're rolling. Everything sounds great. Let's keep, kick it off. What are we talking about? Okay. What did I miss? That's, that's the, that's the key question. Lot. Yes, that's the key question from Key. So let's just set it up like this. I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, fair, very good. Thank you. So here we go. It's the off season, but the center of attention is always going to be under center. And I'm going to start with the guy that was the greatest on center ice. Wayne Gretzky once said this statement. You miss... 100% of the shots you don't take. In other words, put it on net, bro. Oh, you yeah. never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've seen in the NFL, and Russell Wilson is just the latest extension. Let's just run <laughs> through it real quick. We'll get right to it. When the Bucks first called Tom Brady, everyone laughed. Everyone laughed. That's never going to happen. The Bucks are a downtrodden franchise, but the Bucks made the call. Brady liked what he heard. I, mean, I like this coach. We actually have some good young personnel here. Maybe I'll call Gronk. They went all in. People laughed, and look what happened on Super Bowl Sunday. When the Rams were looking to make a move, they called Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and said, hey, A-Rod available? Obviously, the answer is no, but under the guise of Brady and the Bucks, make the call. What's the worst thing in the world that could happen, Key? Different, though, right? One guy's a free agent, one guy's under contract. But it doesn't hurt in the Gretzky parlance here. Make a call. Yeah. Because if I would have told you if I would have told you seventy two hours ago Russell Wilson would have came out and said, Yeah, they probably do have some calls on me, and that's not really a question for me. That's a question for somebody else. And yeah, I've been sacked three hundred and ninety four times and yeah, we need better protection. Seventy two hours ago you may never have said, Nah, man, that ain't coming out of Russ's mouth. But this Brady thing has caused everybody key to reevaluate where you are as a franchise or if you're a franchise quarterback. He went all in and now everybody, contract regardless or not is all in on both sides. This is fascinating. It, it, it sounds that way, right? It does, and it sounds fascinating. But Russell Wilson and the Seahawks were filled in calls a year ago about Russell Wilson's availability. But you, you is, would have scoffed at that a year ago. Oh, and, you still, and I'm still, to this day, never. It's not, it, the situations are different. You, you got you to gotta think about Brady's situation versus Russell Wilson versus Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. Russell Wilson doesn't have major issues with Seattle. Seattle doesn't have major issues with Russell Wilson. These are fixable, right? It's, 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 they gave him the money that he wanted. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to dabble in a little bit of personnel decisions, which he should. Personnel decisions as directly, that, that directly affects his play. I don't need him talking about the defensive side of the ball as a quarterback, yeah, if you want to talk about the, the running back or a couple receivers we may want to take a look at or a tight end, I have no issues with that. They're building the or, team or around the quarterback, yeah. Or the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator. He should be allowed to have those conversations. 
I had those conversations, and I was a receiver when I played. So it's nothing, but, it's nothing taken away from that in Russell Wilson. I just think when you start to look at Carson Wentz, Jay, that's a different situation. Jared Goff fell out of love with Sean McVay. Sean McVay said to himself and Les Snead, this dude is going to get us fired, man. Let's look for something that we think could potentially be an upgrade and go and get it. And I, and I use the word potentially because we don't know. I know everybody loves Matthew Stafford and everybody at ESPN. And, oh, my God, Dan Orlowski loves him because he knows him and he's going to jump on the table for him, which is fine. But in the end, he has to win a Super Bowl to pay that off. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl in Los Angeles, doesn't mean anything. Jared Goff led you to a Super Bowl. So you got to at least win the Super Bowl. So when you start to look at it, Jay, I get it. I understand that we are a society that go crazy the moment that an athlete says something. Here's a narrative that I think is starting to build that I don't think fans are liking. And I am all for player empowerment. I, Key, we have used our platform multiple times to talk about players should use their microphone or use their voice to speak up about issues that they have internally that they want to address. But what I've seen happen over the last couple of weeks is, you know, Tom Brady win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, I need to have more control or I need to deal with the front office more. I've seen Deshaun Watson. I've seen his character take hits. If that's Dick Vermeil coming on our show saying, I'm disappointed in Deshaun Watson. I'm seeing Russell Wilson come out and say, hey, look, yeah, you know, there, I, I would like to be involved in personnel decisions around skill positions, uh, you know, on the offense. Yes, I would. And I'm, I'm hearing people say, well, you know, you, you got to handle those things internally. I, I think. Fans are about to get extremely uncomfortable, and I think it's starting to follow the NBA suit a little bit, Key, where you are going to have a certain faction of fans that are going to be turned off by the fact that these players feel like they warrant the power to dictate what happens internally in, in systems that are traditionally way more conservative in their approach. Well, Way the, more conservative. The, the way more conservative approach in that position is typically, it's been going on forever. White quarterbacks essentially you know, demanded certain things and trades and things of that nature, Jay, and we didn't hear about it as much. It, and so if the players are – so if the fans are turned off by the players demanding things because it's been conservative at that position, what doesn't – okay, so what? Deshaun Watson happens to be black and Russell Wilson happens to be a black quarter. So what? They, they – he has – he should be allowed to have a conversation – about the skill position players. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. So if people don't want to watch football because these guys are not conservative as it should be or what it was in the past, we're in a different generation, man. It's, it's just fascinating. Yeah, we are. It's, just, it's fascinating to me, right, because it's just different strokes for different folks because I'm, I'm watching Tom Brady get glorified for like, well, he made the right – he got out of New England and he got his way and he got the, the kind of people around and, you know, he got Leonard Fournette there and he got Gronk there. And now you have why other you quarterbacks. Change, why are you changing your voice, though? <laughs> <laughs> it just happens when I get animated, damn it. All I'm saying – it's just funny, like, different strokes of different folks. Like, then you have some players that are trying to do that in their own way and yet they're being criticized for look, it. Look, I just find it look, interesting. It, but, well, the circumstances I started with Zubin earlier – are different. One guy's a free agent. Other guys are under contract. One guy is getting praised because the, the, the narrative is, is assuming that the reason these players outside of Gronkowski at AB went to Tampa because of, of Tom Brady. Uh, Jason Light is the general manager. Tom Brady had nothing to do with the free agents that he signed or the draft that he was put in place prior to that. 
the guy who was at quarterback a year go through 30 interceptions. All they needed to do was cut that down. If you go back to our early shows, first thing I said is cut down the mistakes and interceptions. You're going to go further throughout the course of the season. That is what Tom Brady was able to do. Leonard Fournette was a guy who was the fourth pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars, had some potential, ran into odds with management. They decided to move on from him. You look at Antonio Brown, he needed yep. – the only team that would take him would be Tom and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gronkowski you, you came out of retirement. Tom, Go ahead. You don't think Tom had anything to do with getting those guys there? You don't think he was Tom, involved a, in those decisions? A.B. A, and Gronkowski. But, you know, JPP was already there. Devin White was already there. They drafted Antoine Winfield. I, do- I doubt very seriously that Tom Brady sat in the room with Jason Light and said, oh, I've looked at 500 safeties. This is the top safety. We should take him in the second round. I doubt that. The two guys that I would link to him would be Gronkowski along with uh, A.B. A-B. Outside of that, Kristen Wirth, the left tackle that they selected out of Iowa, I don't think Tom Brady selected the left tackle. I think yeah. it was the management that did that. So, Yes, a lot of great things come with Tom Brady because Tom Brady has been a Super Bowl winning quarterback seven times in the National Football League. But when you look at it, that team was stacked already. The team was already stacked. Last point I'll say about this, the two guys that Tom Brady selected only scored three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. It just works out that way, right? Here's my last point. Look, man, here's the bottom line. After week 12, a 43-year-old quarterback that once lost track of downs said, we're changing everything in Chicago. Are we on fourth down, fifth down, third down? Mm-hmm. He said after the Week 12 loss to Kansas City, by the way, they never lost again and then beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And by the way, beat Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes back-to-back-to-back to win the Super Bowl. He said, we need to simplify. Every other quarterback of Brady's ilk stood there. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson doubling down, heels dug in and said, bro, he's doing that. I'm doing that. And every other team that said we could have had Tom Brady, even though I know Key said, look, not everybody needed him. They said, let's take a swing. If I'm a quarterback, I'm taking a swing after watching Brady. If I'm a team, I'm taking a swing after watching the Bucks get Brady. That is not a coincidence. Today on Greeny, right after our show, Mike talks to Tony Dungy. That's our guy. <laughs> and Brian Greasy. <laughs> I told you. I told you, Jay. We're, we're, even our guys Don't are now. do it. All right. Don't Greeny, do it. Greedy immediately following KJZ <laughs> on ESPN Radio. On the way, another quarterback, another huge contract story. One Cowboys legend is waiting on Dak and says it's now or never for Dak to make a decision about Big D. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubis. He should win the MVP. That's how to block your shot, Jay. <laughs> what are you talking about, Key? You don't want this smoke. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Even I know this track. Even I know this track. You should know it, man. Mm -hmm. Even me. Although I can pass every ESPN drug test ever given to me. Never gone near the chronic. That's just, okay? Even I can don't, come up with Don't this demonize one. it, Zubin. <laughs> not. Don't demonize it. I'm not. More states are making it legal. I mean, this is going back early 90s. You don't smoke, Zubin? No, I don't smoke. Only after Ooh. the show, after a bad one. <laughs> you which might need it after a bad one. Which means three times a week. <laughs> It'll help you, Zubin. It'll help. Hey, man, you know, I had this conversation many years ago in... in I had this conversation many years ago, Jake. So I have an older daughter, obviously, through my first marriage. And uh-huh. my daughter, this was years ago. I'm talking 15, maybe 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. She came to me, and she wanted to get into the, the cannabis business. Mm-hmm. And I went, ape, you know what? And she said, Dad, what's the difference between drinking them grapes that you drink every night Mm-hmm. And the trees growing, and us doing what we do, and I was like, eh, "That's really not." And then, over time, she got me to come around. It's like, all right, man, what's the difference? People smoke cigars, cigarettes, and they drink grapes. I mean, that's yeah. you know, what's the difference? One's legalized, and the government makes money off it. The other isn't yet. Yeah, I, I I'm all go. in with it now. Go ahead, man, do your deal. Yeah, and I would just say, from you know, for for many people, it is medicinal. There is actually real usage. For it, no yeah, reason to. I love you, though. Zubin, from a guy, Zubin, from a guy, from a guy who's had thirteen <laughs> surgeries, Zubin. Yes, it is medicinal. But, but wait, tell. Right? No, I love the fact that we got to make it medical opposed to recreational. It is what it is. No, no, I, 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 it can be both. It, it, it if can you're be both. Seventy and you're taking it. it, man, man, look, man. <laughs> I, I share this with everybody all the time. My mom, my mom smoked uh, marijuana to she passed away mm-hmm. for years her whole life mm-hmm. right, fine mom was 60 mom was 68 still smoking man i don't what and and we talked about 10 years ago okay no attitudes are different like everything yep. <laughs> like everything but please Zubin, you, get a do prescription you, okay get a prescription. Zubin, do you put the Come wave here. cap on don't go to cbs you... i don't think you're gonna have a pharmacist <laughs> prescribe that for you at cbs at some point i'm sure you will <laughs> Set money, the tone. Do you put the wave cap on when you uh, when you enjoy it? Do you put the wave cap Zubin on? Zubin does it. Boy, stop. Move I'm just on. asking. I'm, I'm trying to get a vibe. Zubin already told you he ain't. <laughs> doesn't work. Snoop is. Yeah. Leave it up to Snoop. Yes. I will drink a Corona. Thank you, Snoop. Okay. So as Stephen A. might say, let's get off the weed and let's get back on to the quarterback discussion. Okay, I'm, this is, these are just quotes. Okay. I'm not making things up. Stephen A. certainly well, has said that. All right, some so. quarterbacks might need to get off. The, never mind. Go ahead. January Go ahead, 5th. 
These are two Cowboys legends I want to hear from back-to-back and try to salvage this segment in some way humanly possible. Probably already too late. This is Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, back on January 5th, essentially saying what nobody ever does. I'm going to the negotiating table with my quarterback, and I've already lost. I don't know how you could have any more leverage. His evolving into an NFL quarterback has been nothing short of a perfect pitcher. And he uh, has great ability, in my mind, to win games. And so he has uh, all the things, as substantiated by what we've offered Zach. You wouldn't be offering Dak what's been offered him in the past had you not thought he was very special. The issue is uh, how do you come together, and uh, and, uh, we've got to get it together. And last thing I would say, Jerry Jones has given a ton of money to Troy Aikman. Troy, of course, the legendary quarterback, weighing in, saying to the Dallas Morning News, my guess is if he's playing on the franchise tag, that will be the last we see of Dak Prescott. Remember, last year he played on the tag to the tune of $31.4 million, Key. Yeah, and, and, and so if you, heard, if you heard right there what Jerry said, Jerry said he has all the leverage based on what we've already offered him. He's not saying he has all the leverage so he could come back in and we're going to give him $60 million a year. That's not what he's saying. He's saying we already offered the man everything based on the way he's played, and that was the leverage that he had. Now, whether or not they're willing to tag him at a high number again this year, and he plays under million. that thirty-eight million, and he plays under that tag. They could tag him again; it just will be higher. Yes, it'll be higher to be fifty-something million, and maybe he parlays that in two, three straight tags. What? What? I, I don't understand why the Cowboys are playing games here. But are it, they? It, are, are they playing I, I, games? But key, if it's a difference between a fifth year or one year less, uh-huh. give this man his money. He like how many other the only other quarterback I can see replacing him is Deshaun Watson. But I, I, I put them in the same group to a degree. I mean, look, I think Deshaun Watson is a top four quarterback in the league. I think Dak is right on the outside cusp of that. But all, all I'm saying is like I don't understand what why is it coming down to the wire if you're fighting over Either you're screaming in my ear and my headset's too high. It's probably your headset. But why why is it coming down to the wire on one year? Why is well, that like because, such a differentiator? Because Dak Prescott based on a TV deal expiring at a time where he could go back in and not have to rely on it. Here's what I, here's what I, let's, let's just say it is five years. Let's just use that, that mark, right? If Dak is not good in three years, guess what they're going to do? They're going to cut him. Mm -hmm. So it does not matter. Then when you think about it, if he's really good, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do much like Green Bay is thinking about doing right now with Aaron Rodgers, is bringing that money forward, extending him out. So if he's really good, like we all anticipate and think he will be, then he'll get the big money again. When if they choose not to extend him out, when they choose to let him – I mean, look, if you're an agent, you're looking at this from the other side too, like – Hey, yeah, look, but I'm if taking you, a but four if you, year, I'm taking a four year so they can extend me year three as opposed to taking a five year and they can, extending but, me year four. No, they five. can extend him a year three too, though. All you got to do is if you doing if you doing what you're supposed to do, like we think you're going to do, that number is going to be so high on the back end in year four and five from a cap standpoint. And if you're good, Jay, they got to come see you because otherwise you're going to blow up the cap. If your cap number is $60 million in year four, there's no way they can carry that. Let me ask you this, Key. If I'm Dak, I'm trying to get as much damn money as possible. Uh, uh, I just played on a one-year contract, essentially, where I had to prove myself. I got messed up. 
You want as much guaranteed money. You want your contract to be heavily front-loaded on the guarantee side. There's no question about it. So if you're Dak, what puts you in that best position to get that? Well, it's all about the nego- it's all about negotiating the upfront money. What am I getting in my first three years? Are you offering me 150 million with 130 million of it due in the first three years? With 100 of it due in the first 24 months? That I don't. I'm just throwing numbers out there, mm-hmm. but that's a lot of money for an owner to write a check to a player in the first 24 months to give him 100 plus million dollars in 24 months. Okay, that's that's a sweet deal. All right, let me just brass tax it because I know you love that term. I also am not on social media. Two things Key hates when I say it, so I said them both. Okay, here's the deal. This is real real quick, which is another thing I know somebody else hates. I'm getting all of the cliches. All right, <laughs> here we go. Dak Prescott, fourth-round pick, 135th overall pick. He hasn't made a ton of money. Tell me if these players are better than Dak Prescott, and this is exactly what his agent is thinking right now. Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo? Dak. Dak. Okay. Garoppolo signed a $137 million contract. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? Dak. Dak. Kirk once had an $84 million guaranteed every penny, then signed for $66 million and got $61 guaranteed. Would you rather have Dak or Carson Wentz? Dak. Carson Wentz signed for $128 million. That's exactly why Dak Prescott is waiting out here. Exactly. These guys are all super inferior to Dak Prescott. And yes, some of these guys were drafted before Dak. Some of these guys were drafted in the same year. Dak wants his money because guys that are far inferior, these are just three examples, have gotten paid. And this mm-hmm. dude is waiting. That's what's happening. Here. And, and the great thing, I know we got to go to break, but what I would say about all of those versus Dak, Dak did get offered a lot of money similar to those contracts. Correct. He did get paid, but he decided that I'm going to wait and push the envelope. Yep. So it's not like the Cowboys and Jerry Jones didn't say, here's a bunch of money. I'm with Dak. Get as much as you can and get it early and often, as much as you can. No doubt. But if he feels he's worth more and he's yeah, better you, than all these yeah. guys. I mean, there's nothing, to those guys, he is nothing, worth more. There's nothing wrong with it. No doubt. The way to scream, Evan. Break. We, we have to go to break. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> all guests on the Goodyear hotline. Probably the most important thing that was said in the segment. So make sure the check goes through. On the way, QB or not QB? Ooh. That is the question. Facing half the NFL. So how many teams need to move on from their signal caller? We'll go round and round, starting with football's worst division, which probably needs some QB change. Wednesday, the football conversation continues. Looking back on the Super Bowl and ahead to who will win next year's Tony Dungy's got all the answers. I'll be asking the questions. Don't miss it. Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Into Plumley. Slips it out. Jeremy, a long three, and he hits it. This is night, baby. This is night. Wow. 104 to 94. Jeremy Grant with 32 points. 104 94. Pistons over the Nets, who have now lost three in a row. You heard it on 97.1. The ticket, the Nets are below 500 against below 500 teams. By the way, folks, the Pistons are six. In 18, that's a terrible loss after the game. Your boy Kyrie Irving, quote, I don't think we go out every single day of our lives and sacrifice the time in order to be average at anything. Going on to say, quote, and we look very average, and we have the talent that the eye test presents that we should be dominated. Ouch, Jay. Don't disagree with anything you said there. It's a long season, Key. Kevin Durant still on contact tracing, not playing, but yes, they do need to get better defensively. Again, the Pistons have lost three out of every four games they have played essentially the chief's assistant coach Britt reed has been put on administrative leave amidst that crash last thursday in missouri that has a young five-year-old girl in critical condition the chiefs say they're waiting for the police to complete their investigation they're standing by but at this point brett reed son of andy reed Britt reed son of andy reed on administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation black history always Naomi Osaka, who won the 2020 U.S. Open, one of the brightest lights in all of tennis, and as many did at that point in 2020 and as many continue to do, she did use her stage after winning it all to bring awareness to victims of police brutality. One of the other great young minority tennis players spotlighting our coverage tonight, Coco Goff in action, every single point of the Australian Open on the ESPN family of networks. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Indeed. With Indeed, there's no waiting for real results. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver great candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim your $75 credit towards your first upgraded post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Just for added effect, I'll do this Shakespearean in Old English. Everything. <laughs> Let's get to ye NFC East. All right. Let me just set this up. Hi, this is do the whole gonna... <laughs> segment in Old English. I love it. O-L-D-E. Old English. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wild. So here's the deal, right? Schefter said famously in a tweet, and everybody's talking about it, there could be unprecedented quarterback movement this offseason. And when you look division by division, he's not joking. I mean, it could be a clean sweep in some divisions. Every division at least feels like 50% turnover could occur. So we've looked at every division, and we're going to go day by day, every single weekday, and break down every single division and every single team. We're going to get the fellas' opinions on whether or not a quarterback change is going to be made in the division. We're starting today with the NFL's worst division, which you would think would engender quite a bit of change. Or maybe it wouldn't. It's the NFC East, so let's get the Time for the NFC East. (laughs) Thank you, Shakespeare. William Shakespeare (laughs) is weighing in. All right, here we go. Straight talk wireless. Into the NFC East. Tomorrow, by the way, AFC East. Guys' opinions, and then our team experts... With their thoughts. Let's start in the order of finish in the division from first to last. The Washington football team played Alex Smith, Heineke. They had the whole issue 
with Dwayne Haskins and they had Kyle Allen. Washington football team, Key. A change at the quarterback position for the start of 2021. I think they're going to look under every rock to find the right guy in this position. I don't think that quarterback is sitting as a starter on their roster right now. Alex Smith is certainly serviceable, but they saw what that got them and as far as they can go with Alex Smith. Great story, great comeback player of the year. There's no question. Heineke all of a sudden showed some promise in the game that he played in. Kyle Allen is Kyle Allen. Dwayne Haskins has moved on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So when you look at it, there's a guy that sitting out there that did not have a terrific season at all this year, but has some very interesting points with Ron Revere as well as turning the offensive coordinator, and that would be Cam Newton. So be careful. He may wind up playing for the Washington football team and being their starter. Yeah, we, we asked Riverboat Ron about that when he came on our show, I think it was last week, um, and he, he gave the politically correct answer by saying, I cannot answer that. But I, I see Cam being in this position. Also, you know, you're hearing a lot of stuff about Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, potentially being on a trading back, John Gruden. Uh, so we'll see how that plans out. But I do not think they have a starter on their current rosters. Even. So they, they will have a different quarterback. Gotcha. So they're in agreement. Key's going with Cam is possibly a very juicy opportunity. Jay's saying whoever it is, they're not on the roster at the moment. Our Redskins, Washington football team insider, John Keim says, hang on a second. Here's the rationale for keeping a guy that just won the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year award in Alex Smith. Washington should move forward with Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Heineke at quarterback for a simple reason. They need to keep building and can't afford to trade away assets. While the defense is close to being done, they need more on offense from a tackle to another receiver or two and another tight end. Thanks to the defense, the team believes it could win 9 or 10 games with these three quarterbacks and improved offensive talent. Then, next offseason, when they have a more complete roster, they can strike hard for a quarterback. So basically what Kime is essentially saying is, look, it wasn't pretty, but they won the division in year one with a ton of off-field distractions, which is a good indicator that things are moving in the right direction. But they also won the division within the division of a three quarterbacks that Dat Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Daniel Jones all missed some time. So it's... It's one of those deals where you're like, eh, those other three teams had issues themselves, so it allowed Washington to put themselves in contention. Straight and I just worry about the longevity of Alex Smith, Zubin. It, it, it takes one wrong – I mean, I know it takes one wrong hit for a lot of quarterbacks, but in particular with the history of injuries that he's had due to his surgery and last year things recovering from that, I get worried about that long term. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for Kime, but I think Kime would respond to that by simply saying nobody thought he'd ever be back on the field or maybe walk again, and he just won the Comeback Player of the Year award. So give Alex Smith the benefit of the doubt. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Second in the division, much to their chagrin with everything they did, hiring Mike McCarthy was, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to get to them in a second, but first, here come the New York Giants. Do you need to move on? from the guy that Dave Gettleman has staked his reputation to, Daniel Jones. I don't think – I think it's too early. I don't think you move on from Daniel Jones. He showed some bright signs at, at – you know, last year. So when you look at what he was able to do when he was healthy, it made you scratch your head and say, okay, if they had Saquon Barkley, had another dominant receiver, if the tight end catches the football, the defense is starting to gel and come together, they're still young, I think that he may be a keeper – he didn't turn the ball over nearly as much as he has in the past. 
He played well in spots during the season. So you kind of go, okay, if they if they didn't come back with him too early, maybe the Giants win the division. But when they made a decision to put him in after his calf injury, then I think that that was a mistake and a little bit of a setback for the Giants. Yeah, I think Joe Judge rushed him in that category key. I, I, this is a big year for Daniel Jones. I think this is a year that either makes – or breaks a young quarterback. Uh, we'll see if his turno- turnovers can continue to be cut down. Um, but I, I still ultimately do like his growth. We'll find out this year. We will. To Key's point, the Giants were in the division race until the final day of the regular season. The final what a bad regu- division race, though. Right? What but, a bad but, race. But to Key's point, one game flips. Sunday night football goes the Giants' way. Doug Peterson doesn't lose his mind. The Giants are the division champions. And at that point, there's no talk about hey, getting rid- Doug Peterson's yeah. problem. Just saying, that's how close they were to being a division Win your champion. damn games, man. Jordan Renan follows the Giants for us and covers the Giants for us all year round. He makes the case that the fellas are wrong. It's time for DJ to Geo. The worst position to be is stuck with a middle-of-the-road guy. That appears to be where the Giants are headed with Daniel Jones. After watching him the first two seasons, it's hard to come away 100% convinced he's an upper echelon guy. That's why when a player like Deshaun Watson is available and you're in a position like the Giants, you go after him because players like that don't come around often, and the Giants, they probably don't have one like that right now. You look exasperated, Keith. Because he's just, everybody ain't getting the damn Deshaun. I'm so sick of everybody. Oh, Deshaun, Deshaun. Yes, Deshaun is better than Daniel Jones. We know that. So just, you don't need to tell us something that we know. Tell us something we don't know. And they're not getting no damn Deshaun Watson, man. So stop. You stuck with Daniel Jones. Drives me nuts. Tell him why you're mad, son. (laughs) Speaking of nuts, Cowboys fans are absolutely nuts that they don't have Dak locked up. This one seems pretty obvious, but what do you guys think about, I think, you know, I think it's right up there with Deshaun as one of the biggest questions in all of football. No, it's not a question mark for me. That Prescott will be the quarterback in 2021 of the Dallas Cowboys. It's just a matter of getting the deal done. These are negotiations, and negotiations happen all the time. And I know when people look at it, the first thing they say, Zubin, is, oh, well, they paid Troy Aikman, they paid Tony Romo, they didn't have a problem paying Ezekiel Elliott and other people. Deals are complicated when both sides can't meet. And then when you finally get the deal done, then you got to worry about the structure of the deal. What type of money is that Prescott asking for up front? And how long do the Cowboys want to go out with that guaranteed money? It's all in the structure of the deal. And I I strongly, truly believe that he will be the quarterback in 2021. And he will get his deal done before the start of the season. He's the heart and soul of this team, Key. Every time I talk to a player in the locker room, everybody rides with him. We saw what happened to them. We saw what happened to them when he wasn't underneath the center. Exactly. Jay likes to call Dak Prescott Captain America. Our Todd Archer, Cowboys reporter, says it's time for America's team to look elsewhere. This is the third time the Cowboys and Prescott have tried to work out a long-term deal. The Cowboys thought they were close in 2019. It didn't happen. They thought they could make it work last summer. It didn't happen. If they can't get a deal done now and they know a third franchise tag would be unsustainable in 2022, why not look elsewhere? Could Sam Darnold entice them? Maybe a free agent. Maybe a first-round pick. If the third time is not to charm, then planning for a future without Prescott could be the Cowboys' best option. So, I'm not going from Dak Prescott to Sam Darnold. I'm making it work with Dak Prescott. 
I'm not going to Sam Darnold and draft picks key. Sorry, not doing it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. That's not going to happen. I understand what Todd is saying about 2022, but we don't even know what the cap number is going to be in 2022. We, 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 we project what it could potentially be, or we project what the franchise tag could be for a quarterback. But in the end, maybe the Cowboys say $50 million is a number we're willing to give him that $50 million. It just depends on what he's bringing to the table. If they decide that they're going to franchise tag him this year and then it doesn't turn out to be what they wanted it to be and they decide to walk from him because he didn't play or he wasn't healthy enough to get then, – and I, would, I think I would be okay with that. That's a very instructive point by Key. The cap is going to go down this year because league revenue has plummeted because of no fans. But once, we hope – Fans are back in stadiums, and as Key has mentioned, this is a very insidery sports media thing, but this is important for fans to know. Once the NFL decides where their games are going to be aired in the next television contract, NBC, CBS, Fox, ESPN, that is going to allow the cap to explode because the cap is a relative number, a share of the percentage of the league's revenue. And if everybody is giving the NFL billions with a B, that is going to inflate the salary cap largely. Think about it from this standpoint. He signs a franchise tag. He plays on it, but he doesn't play great. He, he just They don't make the playoff, and he just says, okay. Now, do the Cowboys win and be able to say, well, y'all could have him now. I don't, right. We don't want him. Or if they give him a big deal and he plays okay, now they stuck with him. Right. So, yeah. you know, just hedging their bet, I guess. And always remember this. When you bet on yourself, you're only supposed to bet on yourself once. Once. Right? This is like Joe Flacco. I'm betting on myself. We won the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. We have to pay Joe Flacco. You don't, have to, you don't bet on yourself and, three times. That's times. not and, how the and, negotiation and, works. And on the flip side of things, if he signs a franchise tag and becomes the NFL MVP, they got the bargaining chip again because they can franchise him for the 50, let's call it $50 million number. They can franchise tag him for $50 million and get a long-term deal done. So they still got opportunities to get a deal done. Indeed. Now I'm going to audible like Dak. It's early in the morning. It's, uh, it's 647. So Dak, if you're listening, I'm going to take out my Oikos yogurt. And just uh, audible here, very thick Greek yogurt that he's a big fan of and endorses. We're going to audible and go to Mike in Texas. We heard from Key, Jay, we heard from Todd Archer, all of our team reporters. Mike in Texas, you're on ESPN Radio. Quickly here, weigh in on the DAC situation. Your thoughts. Uh, what's up, TJ and Zubin? Uh, I just want to say, up, uh, we uh, talk about DAC and uh, let's look at the Deshaun situation. What's wrong with, you know, Dallas trying to get it on the Deshaun situation and possibly trading Z or something like that for Deshaun? Because Tony Pollard, we can see, you know, he making me the number one running back and, you know, bring Deshaun in and let Deshaun work with those guys and see where they go. But you still but you still are paying – you're giving up picks, a lot of picks, because they ain't taking Zeke for no straight up for no Deshaun Watt. They're just not doing that. So you're going to give up all these assets to get Deshaun and pay Deshaun what you're struggling to pay Dak? Eh, I don't think that that really – I mean, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? I mean, you're, you're willing to pay that contract of Deshaun's, but you're not willing to pay Dak Prescott, which oh, the contract will be similar. Coming off an injury, though, Key. And I mean, coming would, off an would, injury. Would, would, would Zeke and Dak be equitable for a trade straight up for Deshaun Watson if you're Houston? No, but you, gotta, you still got a financial problem, right? You don't, you're not getting enough in return back. When I can get a young Sam Darnold and I can get a slew of picks from the Jets 
or other teams that are out there. I can get a young two and a slew of picks from the Miami Dolphins. It's, it, I could go to San Francisco and basically raid their cabinets of picks and get what I need from them if I'm willing to move on from Deshaun. Dak Prescott, you still got a contract issue. Wherever he goes, they got to be willing to pay him what he's looking for, which is a four-year deal at, call it, $50 million a year. And you also have to add, I know I'm not saying this is the case, there are already people that think they're regretting the Z contract. Right? Like, so who wants mm-hmm. to take that contract on, especially with the way Mike in Dallas was out there saying year, the way. He had a down year, man. The dude had a bad year. I got you. You got no protection O-line. Used to be great. I'm just saying yeah. it's going to be hard to move that into, the, as Mike said, Tony Pollard is there for a fraction of the cost. Okay. Um, a fraction of a chance to keep Carson Wentz, you would think, fourth and final team. In the NFC East in our QB or not QB, that is the question. Google Translate back to regular English. All right, so what's the deal here? I, I think we've talked about this to death, but just make it official. Carson Wentz or not? Yeah, you move on from Carson Wentz. You, you move on. You get the assets for him. You move him to Indianapolis where he might be happy with Frank Reich. That team is ready to explode onto the scene. They made it to the playoffs with an aging Phillip Rivers who retired. You know they need a quarterback desperately, and they really want a veteran guy who's done it before. So they'll give you what you probably want for Carson Wentz. Or maybe the Chicago Bears, but you definitely move on. It's Jalen Hurts' time now. Hit the reset button and start all over. Jalen Hurts won this battle, in my opinion. I think that last game really summed it all up, too, uh, for Doug Peterson and for Carson Wentz. This is his team moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I thought Sudfeld won it, but that's just my opinion. Here's Tim McManus with the hardest argument in sports. But this, this is why Tim's a team player. He probably doesn't really buy this, but we just asked him. Tim, give me a scenario, use your imagination here, <laughs> in which they do indeed keep Carson Wentz. The argument for keeping Wentz is that he's 28 years old and has an MVP ceiling. You just invested in him to the tune of four years and $128 million, so you obviously saw the ability and value there. And by trading him, you're going to incur a $35 million dead cap hit, the largest in NFL history. And for what? To give you less options? Uh, Jalen Hurts showed some things for sure over four games, but was it enough to convince you that he's the quarterback moving forward? If the answer is you're not sure, then having a fallback plan or somebody to create a quarterback competition by bringing Wentz back might be the smart move. And indeed, we should just mention here that Adam Schefter is reporting that a deal is going to happen at some point very soon. And you can pretty much take that to the bank if Schefter is saying that. Rick is in Delaware. Delaware is full, full of Eagles fans, and he's on ESPN Radio. What you got here? Good morning, Rick. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's up? What's up, man? Fly, Eagles, fly, man. <laughs> so what do you think? Hey, now listen, I, you were talking yesterday about rating your quarterback from a, your quarterback situation from a 1 to a 10. I'm going to say a 10 on Carson Wentz, but not for the same reason that they're planning on trading him. Okay, well, tell us. What's the rationale? Or sticking with him, I mean, you know, they, you see what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Over, this, over the course of the season, Carson Wentz went through 14 different offensive line combinations, and they, and they couldn't protect them all year. And, we, and then we see what happens to the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, but, but Rick, it, it wasn't just the offensive line. Even when he got time, he was selling the balls, throwing the balls, misreading, throwing off his back foot in the dirt, over the head, interceptions to other teams. I understand the offensive line, but when it was clean, he didn't show anything that we saw that made you go, oh, okay, he's the guy. Jay, what do you think? I think I think that's a fair point, actually, by both Key and the caller. 
No, I mean, uh, I, I was actually sitting here thinking for a second while the caller was talking about 14 different offensive lines, and I, I feel for Carson Wentz in, in, in that way. But at, at the same time, I, I think the rift that happened between him and Doug Peterson and the way that translated to the locker room and hearing people talk about the way Carson Wentz led ultimately, I think, led to his demise. Yeah, and, and, and it's a lot of – I'm sure there's a lot of we may need to move on from Carson Wentz camp coming to the Eagles because the relationship – probably is fractured from a front office standpoint because players and their management know that it wasn't all Doug Peterson, no matter what anybody says. Something from the front office forced Doug Peterson to make some of the decisions that he made, even though he wound up getting fired in the end. Yes, we should mention. So one division down. Again, we'll be doing this every single weekday until we run down all eight divisions. The NFC East is down and right out of the gate. We got 50% change coming to the division. If you missed any of this, tuning in a little late this morning, good morning. We'll roll through these teams again at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. And tomorrow at this time, we'll discuss the AFC East and the movement mayor. Speaking of the AFC East, Belichick criticism, hot and heavy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.